Welcome to Wealth Alchemy Lab, where we show you how spirituality, money, and pleasure not only can go together, but that they must. Activate your soul-driven path to your most fulfilling life possible through riveting interviews from our archives and wisdom from your host, ex-lawyer turned unconventional business strategist and spiritual catalyst, Kavita Aurora. This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2016 called Speak Up From Your Heart. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes, so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview. Welcome, everybody. The Speak Up From Your Heart video jam. I'm Kavita Lila Aurora, and I'm so thrilled to be here with you today to help empower your hidden voice so that you can create true prosperity in your life, in your love, in your work. And really what we want to do is empower you to have the conversations that other people are afraid to have or avoid, because that's where so much richness is. And I've got a really special guest here with me today, Liana Silver, who is a friend of mine. She's a mentor and she's, um, she's really helped me drop into the wisdom in my body. And she's going to tell you a lot more about how, uh, you know, the, the, the process that she uses and various unconventional ways of tapping into your voice and your wisdom. And I, uh, I'm so thrilled to, to bring her wisdom to you today because she's made such a huge difference in my life and me being able to actually even create this event and birth this body of work has been in part due to the work that I've you know, had the pleasure to do with Liana and then also creating money from a deeper place inside of me and from the, the calling that I have. So I just had to, had to share her with you and to tell you a little bit more about you know, her, her, her formal background. Liana Silver mentors women to unlock their feminine genius. She teaches, she coaches, she speaks, and she writes. She's in the middle of uh, writing a book. <laughs> and, uh, it's just amazing. She helps women to wake up to their body wisdom, turn on, turn, turn on their feminine strengths, and live brilliant lives aligned with their true desires. And I was just describing how she's helped me to, to create that. Liana is a torch holder for a world to be in which feminine leadership flourishes and the epidemic of women self-haters has long become absurd. She works in depth with women via her Embodiment Experience Mentorship Program, which I participated in, and it's awesome, private coaching, and her popular online programs. Liana's provocative work has been featured in the likes of Forbes, The Huffington Post, and Jezebel. And her first book, which I just mentioned, Feminine Genius, will be released from Sounds True in spring of 2017, and I cannot wait to read it. <laughs> and Liana makes makes home with her husband and son in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Liana. Wow, thanks for having me. Yeah, so glad that you have joined us today for this event. And 
to share your wisdom with us. And first, I'd just like to start with, you know, what is it that had you say yes to this event? Because I know you get a lot of invitations. Oh, Kavita, you're very difficult to say no to. <laughs> uh, I think this is this is wonderful. I've, I've, I mean, it's the way we started working with each other, as you said. I will not take no for an answer. We must we must do this. So. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I'm not easily swayed. What I'm responding to is um, a depth of passion. And um, I feel in you a a marriage of youthful, you know, wild, passionate way of being really married with experience and married with, with savvy. And I love those qualities. I love uh, so I just, I just love the, the mix of qualities you bring and I'm personally invested in what you're bringing into the world because we've been so intimate and working together. And so I'm so delighted to each refinement of your, of your calling and what you're offering to the world and delighted to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> that was really fun to hear how you described that. And you're reminding me of like how we did start working together, which was before embodiment experience. I'll just quickly tell everyone. I mean, I just knew my husband and I needed a relationship coach and I knew that, and Liana didn't do that work anymore. <laughs> I was like, I want you. And I didn't even know. It's like following my wisdom and my knowing that like, I, I we needed to work with Liana and, um, yeah. And I, I and I, um, I did, uh, do some persuading <laughs> to get her to come back and work with us. Well, here's, here's what I think it is, is that I'm, what I'm bringing out in women, you call knowing, is what I call knowing, or your voice, what we're going to talk about today, is you know it when you feel it, you know it when you hear it, and it's somewhat intangible and unquantifiable. And so when I hear it in an email, or when I hear it in a conversation, I respond. It's, it's, it's game on. And so partly that's all, also what I was responding to, the clear bell tones of your knowing yeah. that this is someone I want to get to work with, so... Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's a perfect segue, actually, into our first question. And everyone, this is going to be a little different than the other experiences um, of these of these interviews that you're that we're sharing. Is um, you're going to get to have access for this for free for forever for as long as it's up on the internet <laughs> and um, and in this video jam. And uh, you know what? So we're we're going to go deep into this into Liana's idea of like accessing your feminine genius where we're going to start is you know we're talking here about freeing a woman's hidden voice and empowering her to find her truth and speak up so Liana I'd love to hear like you started to describe it already you know so how would you describe a, a woman's voice oh well I, I would say that it, it you know it's it's a physical like someone's speaking it's a, a recognition of their voice, but it's also an indication of their deeper truth. So a woman's deeper truth. So I feel like you find your truth and your voice, what you want to say in how you be and what you say. Uh, through, I feel like you find it through your intuition. And, you know, intuition is a consummate feminine strength. We get all, men and women have it, but it feels like a, a qualitatively feminine. And we just don't have access to it unless we have some pretty specific conditions in our life that give us max life force energy. So I see, I think your, your voice is 
the truth a woman knows beyond or before reason and how she expresses it with others. Because your voice, your truth will inform your choices. It will inform what you contribute to the world, your direction in life, the conversations you have. So it's really essential we get in, in contact with that hidden voice or true voice. Um, and I guess I would say that a woman who is in touch with and using her voice is using the qualities of feminine genius or is a feminine genius. It, uh, a woman's voice, I would even go further and say, is it is divine in nature because it is inherently connected to that woman's soul path. It is connected to a larger force of intelligence that you would, I would consider divine. And that's really worthy intelligence to help map your direction in life or to map your learnings in life. Um, and so what I, just to give you a sense of a, a little further definition of feminine genius, it's a intelligence Feminine genius is an intelligence that you, a woman uses to source her choices, her direction in life, her contribution in life that is divine in origin and that is felt and sourced through her body. So it's distinct from rational or linear or, or only thought or different impulses. It's really sourced through the body and through intuition. Mm, beautiful. And what is it that gets in the way of like woman expressing this genius like why does a woman's voice get hidden to herself and to others uh so i think there's three i don't know two or three top reasons and part of these is that some part of the feminine is built to generosity, the ability to feel into and to give to other people or to others is so, is so native to our feminine strengths. It only works when we're in prosperity or when we're in abundance. Otherwise, it gets into what's called overgiving syndrome, which every woman should raise her hand because she probably has a version of it or is recovering from a version of it. So that what happens is we, we have a natural inclination to give and to tend to the things that we love and the people that we love. But then we, our tanks get empty, but we still are compelled to do that. And we have a, um, as we've been groomed to give and not give to ourselves, we get a really impoverished relationship with our, so we start to equate with, if I need something, then I'm needy and that's repulsive and that's bad. So that we, and we get into an overgiving um, superwoman flex. That's a level of um, noise in your system and a level of strong system that intuitive voices are won't won't make it through very well. Mm. Um, there's another quality I think that that the feminine more morally the feminine in all of us more naturally is empathic, able to feel, like, feel the feelings of other people, feel our own feelings. And both of these, uh, because we can then feel what other people need more than what we feel ourselves need, this can compound. I also think that there is something I call in the collective DNA of women, and that it is not, there's not a whole lot of time that has passed since eras, and it and also happens today, but 
Well, particularly, so we have in our cultural DNA, it's not very far removed, that a woman speaking up is dangerous. Women can be imprisoned, inquisitioned, uh, burned at the stake, all kinds of slander, and we're relatively incubated or, uh, or, or kept at bay in most parts of the world, but, it, but it's a reality. So when a woman goes to have a courageous conversation that part of her cultural DNA is activated and says, it is much safer. Would you like to stay alive? All of this is, is happening as well. Um, you know, I'll just say one more thing that I feel like it's so worthwhile to talk about perfectionism because I think part of our overgiving, our denying our own needs, our, our relying on someone else's agenda or someone else's ideals for our life is what creates a, a, the, the, the burden of perfectionism. I mean, perfectionism and their values and their choices. And so this is a potent conversation to find your voice again. What, what are your choices? What are, what, what's your, what are you wanting to live into? So that instead of perfectionism, you can have, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be, want to be great. We don't want to ignore the impulse to greatness, but we want to be excellent rather than try to be perfect um, because we have to have women who are deeply connected to our voices. I mean, we're, we're on the brink of extinction as a planet and as a species. And as far as I can tell, there's nothing but feminine genius that's going to help turn that around and, and the and voice of women that are, that are coming through to help turn that around. Yeah. You said, you said a lot there. That's, um, really profound and um in particular like just this last piece even that you just accessed of and i i agree with you i think that it is feminine genius that is going to come in and hopefully help us to uh <coughs> to 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 save ourselves and um the voices that we've been, and that it's actually one of the reasons that i created this event and right. I'm doing the work that I'm doing is because I um, want to empower all of you and your amazing missions because I feel like you're going to contribute to saving the world, saving us from ourselves. Can, <laughs> yeah. I, can I say one thing about that? Oh, sure. So uh, yes, and I also want to, I want to, I want to really have a woman recognize whoever's a leadership and change you don't always have to be in an activist position. You don't always have to be in a policy-making or decision-making position. You might not even think of yourself as a leader. You might not be working with, might be, a, be as a coach or, or in a healing field. So I just heard this amazing thing. So there was a, a creator, a somewhat controversial creator, something called Transcendental Meditation. So it's a codified form of meditation. And he, so it's a little controversial because he wasn't maybe totally in the up and up, but the, the study is amazing. He made this assertion and he said that if only 1% of people practiced a form of really calming the mind and having more access to your beingness, that crime rates would go down, etc., right? So they did it and they, there are many cities in which there are at least 1% of the population and the crime rates went down, etc. So these were people who were just having a different internal experience um, and that really had a ripple effect into the community. So I want us to understand that leadership isn't necessarily always what you're contributing directly to the world. Your, your understanding that who you be and your relationship with your, your truth will absolutely affect your family, your community, your organization. Right? You are a leader, whatever the scale. So I just wanted to throw 
Yeah, no, I um, I, I, I love what you just shared. I actually do TM every day now. Aha, uh-huh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've been I've been doing it since I was in my twenties, and um, yeah, and I I remember hearing about that study and being really shocked and amazed, and yeah, so that there, that there are ways you can lead even just by transforming your inner experience. So that's really beautiful what you what you just shared that you don't have to go out and have this huge mission to, you know, create world peace or solve world hunger, or, you know, you can want those things, but it's, it's really, um, finding that, that peace in your own heart uh, that, that can contribute so much and shift the vibration of those around you. And that's what you're pointing out by sharing that, that study. And, uh, yeah, I want to go back to what you were talking about before, about the woman's voice and why it gets hidden. I'd love also to know next, you know, where do you believe a woman's voice is hidden? And how does she re-find that voice? So first of all, every woman, uh, let me see, I just a little bit. Did you hear it or is it just me? I didn't hear anything. You heard it and you hear me all good? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I feel a woman's voice is hidden in her body. We come from a long tradition of science, of philosophy, of culture, of theology that poses that the mind and the body are split and that that's reality. Uh, And that really asserts that consciousness, our fundamental uh, quality as human beings is in the head. It's in the brain and that it's a localized consciousness in your head that dies with you and your body dies. And that intuition uh, is a clarity of mind. And some would even say that your intuitive center is in your, your third eye. So there's, I'm getting, I'm getting to back to the body here in a second. So I believe that a woman's voice is in her intuition. It's in her body uh, it's and actually, it's not necessarily in your third eye. At the end of the day, I feel like whatever, wherever a woman feels like she accesses it, hallelujah. And I feel like it is my job to point out that we have a, like, we would do good to look in the places that have been hidden from us to find any places that um, where we may have been leaking our power or leaking our truth, or our truth has become obscured. So this is. This, we're, in a, we're in a phase that's really been helped. We, we, we kind of know, okay, that our, our true inner guidance is not going to be sourced from better quality, rational, cognitive thinking alone, right? It won't come from more sophisticated reasoning alone. It has to come from a more intuitive place. So we start going, okay, it really matters what my heart, matters that I am in touch with my heart. And this is such a, this is great. We've expanded the range of the information and the intelligence you have access to to your feelings, your ability to be compassionate, empathetic to other people, and empathic to other people. And then there's some wonderful things that say, actually, you have a lot of knowing, and your, and your holistic health is, is really involved with your gut, of an instinct that just before reason, or even before feeling, knows which direction you want to go in. And so I have, I was just thinking of taking a walk the other day, I was like, I wish, I wish I just didn't have to have this message. Like it's, it's complicated to share. I wish I just had like a pretty, just do med- meditation message. But unfortunately, actually, I think it's really good news. But it's, it's unfortunate for me because it's complicated to, to, to land. But 
my message is that actually there is a source of wisdom and intelligence, and actually your possibly your intuitive center is not in your third eye or mind, not in your heart, not in your gut, but actually in your reproductive organs. It's in the center of your body. And that, you know, call it your lady parts. And it's actually purposeful in an area that most of us have disavowed and I feel really uncomfortable talking about in an area that is a sexual and creative center, which we suppose is the absolute antithesis of anything to do with truth and, and, and divinity. So I say that the voice of intuition is not, the voice of your intuition I call your oracle. And I say that it, it is, or at least you should consider looking there to find what portion of it is for yourself, is really in the center of your body that is connected to the ability to create life itself, that is uh, the, the place in your body that cannot conducts the most life force energy possible. And that it is also therefore connected to what I call collective soul or collective mind, which is kind of another way to say the divine. Um, so I'm happy to talk about a little bit more about why in the world I have this outlandish, uncomfortable, but very good news message. But I believe a woman's voice is hidden partially in her in her erotic life force. And there's no more place on her body where that is more concentrated than in her lady parts. And this part I call your oracle. Yeah. So I, I'm sure, I, I mean, I, I've obviously done this work with you more deeply and I, um, you know, I, 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 I've definitely benefited from accessing wisdom that comes through my oracle. But for someone who's hearing this for the first time, they might be wondering, you know, why does a woman's voice have to do with her sexual center and her sexual energy? Like, what, we're, you know, tell us more about this message. And yes, I, I, I'm identifying with you as you're saying, like, yeah, why do I have to have this message? This is a hard message to communicate. <laughs> and yeah, and um, what, I, I know when I first heard it, I was kind of like, really? What? <laughs> but, and um, yeah, so tell us more. Let me give you a, a little example. This is such a huge, there's three sacred cows in one talking about this. So let's get to them. And I'll, I'll give you an example first. This is, um, I read about this first in a book called Vagina. Very bold title by Naomi Wolf, who's an incredible anthropologist, like impeccable researcher, feminist. So she wrote about this this medical research instrument. So it's called the vaginal pulsometer, which is the probably the least sexy name anything could have, but it measures a really interesting phenomenon. So this is a phenomenon. When I talk about it, you're going to go, yeah, I know that. And then it's just nice to have a, me a science be able to measure it, you know, somehow it's so legitimizing. So with the vaginal, um, foot I, said that, I said that wrong, vaginal photometer measures light waves fluctuations in the vagina. And it turns out that it measures a pulse that is that's um, only present in the vagina, and it's distinct from the pulse of your body that's generated by your heart pumping, pumping blood around. Sometimes I like to think of this as if you know anything about uh, Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncture, that a practitioner will feel the pulses, not the pulse of, that's created by your blood, 
or by your heart, but feel the pulse of other organs like your kidneys or your spleen. And so there are pulsations that distinct organ systems have in the body that you can feel if you're trained or if you're a medical device. Now, the interesting thing is that the, this device can measure when a woman, when a woman's vagina does these pulsations, and it's not necessarily sexual arousal, but it is when she's moved, when she's impassioned, or when she has a definite sense of knowing. And when women hear this, they kind of go, oh, yeah, I, 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 oh, that's what that is. I've felt that, or maybe, maybe they haven't, but they go, they have a sense of, I, I, I kind of get what you're talking about, that there is a uh, somatic cellular response of your knowing, of your truth, of your voice, of your genius that happens in this particular uh, part of the body. Um, so here's a couple of reasons why. Because I'm really interested in a woman getting in touch with her intuition. Intuition is defined as immediate knowing. Immediate without the use of conscious rational processes first. It's insight, it's direct or immediate uh, understanding and spiritual perception. So what, there is something distinct about your sexual center, many things distinct. Partly, these as an organ system's physical organ systems are designed to create life itself. Science understand how they understand the process, but they don't understand who's the master conductor that can take two cells, put them together, and form a human being. It is a it is it is godlike. There is nothing more sacred or powerful than the ability to create life. And there's something about the intelligence of reproductive reproductive organs where, where this is happening as commonplace. Whether or not you choose to have a baby, this physical ability is present, but only pretty much only in this pelvic area. Sexual energy, you know, I've had a mentor who said, you know, Liana, it's, it's all erotic energy. It's just a question of the degree. The intelligence that is running through plants and trees and the natural world and that informs a cherry tree to blossom at this particular time is the same intelligence that's running through your body that I call feminine genius that informs you this is the time to launch this work. This is a time to have a baby or not. This is a time to travel to India, whatever. So there's intelligence. The other thing about sexual energy is that it, 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 it is the same as life force energy. And when we are, we have so many hard, like there's were real reasons why we have discomfort around our sexual and erotic energy as women. There's no greater source of confusion in our lives and no place we've probably been wounded uh, less, right? So I get it. And yet when we don't understand how to really move this energy and work with it as an energy, then we really are blocked to a lot of our life force. We're blocked to a lot of our life force energy. Um, here's the thing that happens when we really connect to our body and our, the, the place in our body that really is the center of our life force is that we are able to then distinguish more and more subtle forms of, in, of intelligence or information coming in that come in the form of sensation. Um, intuition, it is a direct knowing, but intuition is tapping into 
what I like to call it the collective soul. It's like tapping into universal knowing. And it gives you information that's in sensation. It gives you information that's in snippets of a picture or snippet of image. Uh, so it's a very, it's like a process where you have to learn to detect sensation, to kind of make art out of the big ball of intuitive raw clay that you've been given and go, let me, let me move this and make, you know, machinate on this. And then, ah, here is my, here's my insight. Here is my knowing. Um, let me think if I forgot anything in there. I would just say that it's, you know, I, 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 good, it's fine, that it's uncomfortable. I just feel like it's totally worth it for anybody's discomfort in order for women to have more access to this life force. Um, and otherwise, like when we feel blocked in life, it's usually a question of where is our life force blocked? And when we can um, really reintegrate this flavor of life force energy back into our bodies and our lives, um, we have much more access to our voice and our truth and our power. Whew. Uh, uh oh, I can't hear you for some reason. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I muted okay. myself before. <laughs> Did, yeah. I was still on mute. Um, that's really thank you for letting me know. That's um, really beautiful what you what you oh. just shared, and it's um very unconventional wisdom, which is, um, and it's, uh, there are so many taboos in, in talking about this. And what I wonder as I, as I listen to this and, you know, so, um, when you, when you link the intuition to the Oracle, I mean, I also can link like intuition to my heart or to my third eye and the wisdom that comes in. So how do, how do these different pieces, interact and um because honestly sometimes i feel like the wisdom is coming through here through my oracle you know after having done this work with you sometimes i feel like it's coming from here sometimes i feel like it's coming through you know from my crown chakra and my third eye or sometimes they're all three like you know playing together and i was just curious as to as to what you might have to share about that that's a great so I'm going to say two things. I think they'll probably contradict themselves, which is great. Paradox is, is a useful way to be. Getting comfortable with paradox is useful. So at the end of the day, I don't actually care how a woman accesses her voice or her intuition. It's, it should be personal. It should be. I mean, women are snowflakes. I don't mind. I often, however... Notice there is a quality of insight that comes from the mind, from this physical region and the kind of the metaphysical qualities. Very quick, and it can, um, it can be a voice that is loud than your intuition, louder intuition. Uh, so for that reason, I I often say let's put some on your oracle. Let's see what kind of relationship you can create with this channel of information 
and see, because usually it's quieter, usually it's slower, and usually it's vital information that's connected to your soul journey uh, that you're going to lose if you just, um, you know, focus on what's coming into your mind. The other, the other problem with, with mind, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's beautiful, right? Uh, often intuition is killed with reason, that we need some time to really be with, with the grist of and really feel into what is it that's called, like longing to be lived through us or lived as us or being brought into the world. And that when we go too quickly to reasoning and judging and understanding it, it will kill it on the vine. So uh, often what I do, and we did this in, in, in your program, is at a certain point, after you've just kind of worked with, just see, what, for, for me, for this woman, what information and what available here. How then can I connect this to my heart and to my mind so that actually when I'm accessing one part of my body, then I'm accessing the whole, my, the whole, my whole body. So then that it's a choice. This is the, I'm using, you know, download from source, uh, up there as one lens to access information or, you know, through my heart as one lens or, you know, through the, the body and my Oracle as another. Uh, so I think that's ultimately the the place I would want a woman to be. So super empowered by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so it's a question of sometimes what happens to when, when we heart is a little bit nebulous, but sometimes there's just, you know, beautiful, pristine, amazing information there. And sometimes we get into the part of our feeling body that comes from our uh, earlier patterning that is, fear voices or compulsive voices. And that too, we just want to understand when we ask a question or asking for guidance, who's answering, which part of us is answering, not because one is superior or not, but just so that we know and so that we can have access to all of it and then make a, make a clear decision on how to go forward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really great, great answer. And it, um, what I received from that also is it's, it's not like, you only need to access your oracle. You're just like, you want a woman to be coming from a deeper place inside herself. And if the information is coming through the oracle, coming through the heart, coming through a divine download, um, that's, it, it doesn't matter where it comes from, which I, I love. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's fabulous. And, um, and, you know, I also love that you're bringing in the oracle to, you know, accessing that intuition and that wisdom, because, you know, not many people do talk about anything like that. And it's why I wanted to, to have you share your, your wisdom today. And as we go deeper with, you know, on this journey with our Oracle, you know, how can a woman connect to her Oracle? Like this is really foreign to a lot of us. Absolutely. And I think it takes some courage. So let's, we'll just do an exercise here. Um, but I'll just preface it by saying I think it takes some courage because it's, it's easier and more, it's like culturally easier to just focus on your mind and spiritual insight. You don't have to deal with your body and all your feelings and all your wounding, you know. <laughs> or it can be easier to just deal with your heart and what feels, you know, compassionate to be with other people and you don't have to deal with the you know, when, when a woman really, really takes on the whole, her, her, herself holistically, I think of it as a, a question of her soul. I make a slight distinction between spirit as being um, 
a, a, a bit more of a masculine form of divinity and soul being a more feminine form of divinity. Neither is better or worse, but just when a woman has access to the way that sacredness speaks through her, through her body, then she's really in, she's in communion with her soul and her soul's path. And that's, that's a fulfilling life. It's not a perfect life. It's not a happy life all the time, but there is a sense of ownership. This is my life, and I know what the hell I'm doing here. So just to preface that. Um, so I, it's just easy to connect with your oracle. Let's give it a shot. Let's, let's presume it is. Uh, so this is a you know, short three, four, five-minute exercise. And you, unless you're driving, I don't know why you would be driving and watching a video interview, but in case you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> but otherwise, if you want, close your eyes, eyes open, eyes closed, either way. But just going to, uh, welcome to put a hand on your body, on your heart, on your belly is a great place. We're talking about oracle. And you can put it on your low belly, which is just below your belly button. And just begin to settle in to be with this body here and now with your breath coming naturally. And then we'll just begin to do a little bit of deliberate breathing so that you'll imagine instead of your breath entering through your nostrils or your mouth, that actually you imagine that your breath, you're drawing your breath in through the base of your body, through the base of your spine. And so as you breathe it up, it is traveling up your spine all the way through your spine and, and then to the top of your head. And when you're exhaling, you exhale your breath out the crown of your head and then it can cascade out in front of you like a waterfall. And then your next breath, breathing it in through the base of your tailbone, the base of your body, up all through the spine. And then on your exhale, exhaling out the crown of your head, very tip top of your head and letting it cascade out in front of you like a waterfall. And then as you do this, see if you can give a quality to your breath so that when your breath enters the base of your body, perhaps it's cool, perhaps it's warm, perhaps it's nourishing, perhaps it's enlivening. So you allow it to travel up your spine and nourish your spine or enliven your spine or wake up in cool, tingly or warm, soothing. And then again, exhaling at the top of your, the crown of your head and allowing your breath to waterfall in front of you. And imagine that your breath is waking up and nourishing the inside of your body, specifically the area of your lady parts, which is in the pelvic bowl above your tailbone, below your belly button, and sort of the geographic area between your hip bones. And just allow your breath to bring some awareness and attention to this area of your body. to the actual physical spot on your body and also the metaphysical or qualitative aspects of this part of your body, this passionate part of your body, this life force part of your body, this creative generative part of your body, this seat of your intuition or one of the seats of your intuition. So just take a moment and allow your breath to nourish and enliven this area Noticing whatever sensations you notice, you, numbness, warmth, pulses, expansion, contraction. Just as simply being more aware. That's it. That's part one. You've connected to your oracle. <laughs> 
In part two, if you want to just to go one step further, is you could ask, just like you would ask your mind, just like you would ask your heart a question. So just deliberately ask this part of your body that I'm calling your oracle. Any question at all, but one that works well is, what do you want me to know? So just ask the question. You can say it out loud if you wish or just internally, but direct your question to this area of your body. And then listen or sense for an answer. And so just keep listening and listen to my, my voice in the background here. You may get a response in words. You may get a response in sensation. You may get a response in emotion. You may get a response in uh, a visual, a piece of a poem, an image. So you're kind of widening the aperture, if you will, of what you're listening for. Your intuition may speak differently than uh, any other voices of your body. I'll just take a few moments to see what might come. And then gently, gently, when you're ready, open your eyes, let your breathing return to normal, just come back to here and now. I mean, that's kind of like a ninja level advanced practice, but you can also see it's, you know, plebeian. Any, any woman can do it. Any woman can do it here and now. Your life doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have some exalted degree in, in anything, that this is your birthright. And this information is available to you now. sharing that practice. Yeah. 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 It was fun to, to drop into that, that place again, though I opened my eyes early. <laughs> Didn't oh, mean yeah. to. I thought you were done. And then it's like, oh, she's continuing to go. So everyone, I opened my eyes early. Hopefully your eyes were closed still. <laughs> and, you know, some women are, don't want to close their eyes. So, you know, yeah. either way is good. Either yeah. way is good. Yeah. So in doing a practice like this, um, you know, like, is that how, like, or how does the ability to know your truth and speak up become easier and more like second nature? So, you know, someone have a real access, real easy access to this is my truth. And then maybe their blocks come from how do I get it from in my internal truth out my mouth or how do I have it land in a way that, uh, someone can really hear. So I think that it, both are really important, but we're, we're focusing a little bit more on a woman. How does she know her own truth and how does she access her own voice? So one way I think is a practice like that. You practice in the moment. You connect to your body, to your oracle perhaps, and have that dialogue. I have a choice coming up in my life you know, give me more information on how to make this choice. Just as an aside, I often have women practice this with what I call low stakes questions. This is not, should I have the baby or not? Or should I, you know, leave my partnership or not? This is tea or coffee or which route to work, you know, so you can gain confidence in the kind of dialogue that you're creating. So that's one, one practice. There is another practice that I think I find incredibly useful. This is especially useful for women who are 
really balked by the overgiving, the perfectionist, the um, I'm giving out my life force to other people without replenishing it for myself syndrome. And this is, uh, so I'll speak a little bit more on this one if it's okay, is, is the way that you strengthen your intuition, the way that you improve on it and you, you make it grow, actually. And part of the way that you do that is a, a backward-looking process where you sort through, you kind of comb through, sort through either your day or your week or your last year or whatever, and you go back over to find the places you skipped over your little intuitive nudges. For example, if you've known, if you've been touched by this or, <clears throat> excuse me, have, have uh, known someone who's had an infidelity in their partnership or something, part of the regaining trust process for both partners is, how did I not know? How did I not know that my intimate partner was doing something that was, was lying to me? And then there's usually a process of, actually, I did know. That's what that little intuitive nudge was. That was that sickness that I got. And there is a really useful process of going back through and going, I, there, my little, my knowing was there, but I need to put a magnifying glass or a microscope on those moments and really understand what was going on. So I have access to it now in my life. Uh, now, whether or not that it's been something like an infidelity, we do this all the time. We disappear our needs. We have an intuitive go this way or that way. And we go, that's not, what do you mean? No way. My, my plan is going this way. And so I think it's really helpful to retroactively gather the places that we've been squinting or ignoring or, or numbing to our intuitive voice. Um, I mean, and then sometimes you're going to want to have a courageous conversation, right, about something that happened in the past. Uh, and so it's good to understand that. So I have a little practice. Should I, should I mention that? Would that be useful around this? Um, so this is generally for me, it's really helped restore trust in my own voice and trust in my intuition, uh, that I can trust. I'm not going to, in the same ways, disappear my knowing. So I think it's fairly simple. So, you know, three steps or so. So you simply start by scanning back through your day, could be through your week, through your month, or through a really difficult time, and you've been talking a little bit about dark nights of the soul. And I'm happy to talk about, actually, this is where this process was born for me, having to come back through a personal dark night of the soul. So any, any really tough event, or as simple as your day, what you're looking for, you're scanning in your memory, in your, in your body, where did you have the sense something's not right here? It might also sound like something's wrong here. It might be the thought or the feeling of either of that. You might also be looking for a contraction in your body, some kind of a moving away from. Or if you are already familiar with the way that your body says a no, the somatic way that your body, how you feel your no, you might be looking for that. Where in my A or where in that traumatic instance did my body say no? Um, any place that you felt smaller or felt less self-esteem or were squinting, you know, you were looking at a situation that really wasn't how you thought it should be, so you were squinting to make it work. 
<laughs> so you're looking for something's not right here, something's wrong here. You're looking for a feeling of contraction, a feeling of no, or a feeling of feeling smaller or less self-esteem or squinting. These are the best ways that kind of get it to a universal experience where your intuition was trying to say something to you. Um, so now we want these. We want these are like red lights. Don't go forward because you're there's oncoming traffic. Red light, stop and examine. Stop and inquire. And so you retroactively can put the red light on and inquire and say, okay, let me slow it down as though this were a strip of film. I'm going to stop the film and I'm going to look at this one frame of film and say, you know, what was I feeling? See and see if you can really tap into your feelings as they show up and, and, Keep with the process until you can really just own your own feelings, that it's not, there's no feelings of blame or shame or make wrong or anything attached to it. You kind of sometimes can, can get to that if you ask yourself, how would I say that the way a five-year-old would? So a five-year-old probably wouldn't, I felt that my greatest gifts were being ignored. They might say, oh, my feelings got hurt. And sometimes I can just drop your experience. It's not about how anyone did or didn't do the right thing. And then it can be really um, good to ask, what are these feelings trying to tell me? What do I need to do or say or express or ask for that I wasn't able to do back and so this is a process of, of then the last step here is then a little conversation with your present self and your past self and your future self and saying, how do I want to do this differently in, in the future? What, what's a, what's a problem in my future self of saying, well, we'll do it differently next time. When I notice this feeling or this, I'm going to stop, I'm going to examine, I'm going to get to the feeling of what's going on and own it in a way that's about my experience without blame or shame or make wrong. And get a sense of what do I want to do or say or act? What's the courageous conversation I want to have from here? Um, there's a great quote from Toni Morrison that says, when we know better, we do better. It's a beautiful form of intelligence. And it, it's, um, it's like clay or it's like a sculpture, like it takes some excavation or like clay to, to find its, it, the truth in it. Uh, it's a beautiful medium, but it also just takes some, some expertise, takes some practice with it. Uh, what you shared is just um, so rich in terms of just going back. It, it, it strikes me as like going back and gathering pieces of yourself that you lost or or that like there was access even back then when you were in the struggle or things you ignored or like the hidden voices that's where you find them so this this practice is um is really um amazing what you have shared yeah so i really really appreciate that and I found myself going back and gathering some more pieces of myself as you were talking and and it can be really fun too it doesn't have to feel like so heavy and all the stuff it's, it's actually kind of fun to realize that even when you didn't think you had access or couldn't actually act from there that there were there are pieces that 
that you actually did have and did receive. So it's um, a way to, to reconnect to those, to those parts of you. It's, it's so well said. It's so affirming that it's not like I was broken and now I'm trying to heal. It's, it's, it's the potentiality is there all along. It's, uh, yeah, so it's such a generous way of, of viewing ourselves. It's such a true way of viewing ourselves. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah, well, this has been just such a rich dialogue and um, rich sharing of your wisdom and your teachings, the, your uh, wild and outrageous and courageous teachings. <laughs> Just even having the conversation with your oracle is a courageous conversation. Absolutely. Because when I first started doing it, I was like, "What? What am I doing?" You know, what? What? Why? This feels weird. And yeah, so it's um, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, you sharing, and I know you have a lovely free gift for us. Um, you all can click below this video, but I'd love for you to share with us what uh, what the free gift is, so that uh, people can connect with you. It's perfect. It'll really continue the conversation, the courageous conversation you're having with your own oracle and self. So uh, the free gift is, um, is a video, many videos. The first one is it's titled How to Get Clear on what, About What You Want. Really what it does is teaches you how your body says yes and how your body says no. So a moment when I was saying if you want to retroactively find the places where your intuitive voice was peeping instead of roaring. One place you look is where your body was saying no. So this video will just teach you in a matter of five minutes the particularities of how your body says yes. This is different than how your mind says yes and no because your mind can lie. So you want to get in touch with the part of you that is before rational thought and that absolutely cannot lie. So that's really beautiful. Um, the, uh, the other thing I mentioned, which the, the videos the free gift videos attend to, which is, oh, there's all kinds of things that make our lives really busy and hectic and um, unable to hear our voices. And so there are some really simple mindset shifts and counterintuitive practices to have you more able to hear your intuitive voice, to connect with your truth. And the other videos will walk you through that. So that's a, that's a perfect segue from today's conversation. Love that. Thank you. Thank you for. for oh, it, it's called Turn on Your Feminine Genius Training. So there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, that, 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 that sounds great. Great. Um, great follow on to, to this conversation to go deeper with connecting with yourself and your oracle and your intuition. And um, yeah, I've watched these videos and they're really good. So yeah, yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And that was even after I did her program. <laughs> <laughs> so, excellent <laughs> excellent and i still got things out of it so yeah so you're amazing and um thank you liana so much for being with us today and uh sharing your feminine genius with us and how we can access our own feminine genius mm, thank you the beautiful conversation yeah. thanks for inviting me oh you're welcome okay bye everybody bye This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2016 called Speak Up From Your Heart. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview.